Because you're not the good guy. So I don't know, obviously, much of anything uh, about uh, Hex, except from what I can glean from the, the aspects and what I vaguely remember from our conversation about when we wrote down the aspects. So what are the social circles that um, Hex moves in? Does he have, now maybe not a family explicitly, but a group of people who are like family, or, or uh, does he have a day job? What, what's the deal there? He does have a day job, which is a dog walker. He's a dog walker for a well-to-do part of town. So he's actually fairly loaded. He's got his dad's money plus the money he makes from that, and he does a little programming on the side. Nothing, like, super, super great. He, like, makes little app games and stuff like that. In terms of social circles, he's kind of an introvert, so he doesn't really know many people outside of online. So he has a lot of contacts online, like on his Facebook and whatever passes for Discord in this world. There's no Facebook. Um, Bulletin boards. Like this is this is kind of like uh, in a an early mid nineties kind of thing. So we're we're on like around MySpace. Something like message boards. To you young people, that stuff didn't exist back then. Okay. What, well, do, what do you call them? They were uh, not mailing lists, but um, bulletin boards. Yeah, and there were email lists, yeah, as well. Right. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So he's like forums. There we go. It's like big on the forums and bulletin boards. Not, and, I mean, yeah. Okay, that would be a, a close equivalent, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I know for a dang fact that AOL existed. So yeah, and he's yeah. on that. Yeah, there's phone, a web phone, phones in the in the in the capacity that they are portable are kind of large and clunky. People still have pagers. Yeah, cell phones do not get you on the internet. No. Indeed. All right. So and there's probably some some retro elements like game. a lot of people a lot of people <laughs> still listen to radio that kind of stuff. Text does a lot of reading actually. Reading and the a little ultimate bit of in uh, in analog. His yeah. favorite genre, of course, is horror, but... Being a fear monger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you should walk me through that again, because uh, I see genetically engineered fear monger, uh, but I, I, I'm vague on the, on the definition we, we set for, for that. He can use people's fears against them. Uh, uh, kind of summoning them up, quote-unquote, magically. Yeah, well, is it an illusion thing? More of a chemical thing, but... Like, say someone's afraid of rats... Mm-hmm. He can make them see a giant rat and then thus go running off a bridge, but he can't actually make the giant rat be there. Right. So is he, it a genetically yeah. engineered oh. kind of psychic thing or? That what? was what you told me to wait on. Because oh. I said I was thinking it would be chemical, like kind of like the scarecrow, which is who he's very heavily based off of. Okay. And right. you said to wait on that, and you like we never got around to talking about it. So I mean, right, now okay. is a perfect well, time to talk about it. Let's let's yeah. take a mo to talk about it now. Could you give me like a, a three point summation of like how you view this functioning practically? Like, do you have a bomb with gas? Do you emit something? Well, the quote unquote fear toxin that Scarecrow uses is both can be injected it also can be thrown but i was thinking that hex might use more of the um psychic sort of thing like he can project those images psychically instead of having to rely on chemicals but you have both yeah 
the the idea is that Hex doesn't have any idea what they're seeing. He's just taken control of the fear center of their brain and turned it up to 11. Going with the notion that uh, you all have uh, run across each other at some point. Okay, let me ask you a question before I start framing scenes. Would there be even a remote chance that you would be meeting up in quote-unquote plain clothes or, or off or, or so do you ha- only or do you guys only people. know yeah. of, of each other, you know, professionally? John's character is the only one who's out in public. I have the public persona. Probably screw some of you over if if you were seen with <laughs> <laughs> the astral biker uh, regularly without your masks, uh, for sure. What would be a place that would be nondescript? Uh, and anonymous enough uh, that you guys could show up and have a deliberation. The bar, really? You know what you want? Yeah. Everyone there knows yeah. that. Everyone knows that Jay, you know, that Jason is a psychic biker, uh, uh, no, astro biker. Sorry, Booth, and they really, no one really cares. I think that may be wishful thinking. Okay, let me rephrase it. And and this can still be the same place, right? But it would be somewhere where you could have a private conversation, right? Uh, and have Ooh. and have some some ability to to share information without looking over your backs uh, every once oh. in a while. I mean, it is a biker bar, so it probably is Def Charlie's back room. Okay, if it's not the Death Angels or the uh, or one of the other biker gangs, it's us. So I, I I don't think you're there alone, John. Tell me about a the generation of of like vigilantes uh, belonging to to uh, uh, Todd's character's parents. Like, give me um yeah besides the the dude. onyx jackal and the crimson ibis what, right. who, who else you know hey i did come up with a guy in one of the threads i made a joke about a a cop who <laughs> used to who used to basically go out there and you know two-fisted justice himself the the uh, the night vigilante back in the say uh 60s 70s how do you feel about night watcher with a k that work this being the early mid nineties type style, uh, mm-hmm. the Night Watcher is fifties, uh, kind of fifties. I'm picturing him played by the dude who plays played Locke on uh, Lost. Mm-hmm. He's Never kind of balding watched. and has a mustache and looks kind of serious. Probably walks with a limp. Being a vigilante is hard on the body. Yeah, I think <laughs> he has a cane. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, I think he may have been one of these. <laughs> These early types, like uh, maybe he preferred a fist fight, but he also carried a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman far away from me. Batman, early Batman used guns. Right, He's- probably has like some name. I'm not going to bother finding one out, but you all know him as Nightwatcher. He doesn't have any like qualms or like regrets about doing what he did. He served no. his time and all that. There's a desk in the back, uh, mm-hmm. and it's cluttered up with like old bills, a coffee mug, little lamp. There's an old-timey 90s computer uh, monitor with, like, the wire wrapped around it by mm-hmm. the side of the... <laughs> Charlie tried this computer thing, but then I'm like, ah, nope, I'm just going to do everything by hand. On the table, we have this, like, map of the city. Nightwatcher is, is uh, standing there, and he's, he has a finger on a point not too far from, from the whole diner kerfuffle. And there are a few other, like, little X's marked on the map. Here's the last one. This is the last place where the value transport, or what would you what would you call it? Like an armored transport, like uh, the the cars. Brinks. That, uh, Brinks. Brinks. Yeah, Brinks armored armored armored. You know, basically, they do they, that, or there's like two major companies that do money transfers. Brinks, and I forgot who the other one is, but let's use Brinks. Everyone uses Brinks. This is where the last transport was robbed. This does follow the pattern 
uh, uh, oh, what, what would he call him? My old nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> he would say our old friend, uh, Basilisk. But I'm not so certain we're dealing with the same person. I think you all know that that maybe it would be like vague for the psychic sentinel. Maybe you, I don't know how long you've been around here. The basilisk kind of did a bunch of crime sprees, was um, put away, uh, came out, did a bunch of more crime sprees, and it vanished. Uh, now that he's popped back up again, this has drawn the interest of of Night Watcher. Like I said, he said um, it follows all the steps of the method. He uses the same method: hit the car, hit the car hard. Uh, stun the guards, break in, take the stuff. But this one feels off somehow, sloppy. Now, I suppose maybe Basilisk, has, if this is Basilisk, might have gotten old or sloppy, but I don't think so. We may be dealing with uh, some form of copycat or a protege. Much as I would love to go out and go swinging and shooting, I have to think about pension, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think that's in character. I think uh, Hex does laugh a little bit. <laughs> I have hey. I have my uh, I have my old age to think about. Uh, I can't be doing this stuff. Yeah, I, I really don't want to get in, involved and in, get in trouble again. But um, you seem to have some rapport with the public. He, he's talking directly to uh, Jason. You might be able to get away with uh, investigating this and dealing with. No, he says dealing with this. That's what he says. Yeah. Well, we definitely can look into this. This basculus, he's, from what I remember as a kid, he's one bastard, isn't he? <laughs> as tough as they come and mm-hmm. absolutely ruthless about getting what he wants. But he's never killed anyone. He employs some sort of sort of the stun device. Do you know how it works? I do not. He always say the whole gadget thing <laughs> is, uh, isn't really my in my wheelhouse. We'll do our best and see if we can find out who the if it is the basilisk or some copycat. Maybe the basilisk had kids. Cock and I'm eyebrow hoping on that you one. Find out. Tell Duff, tell Duff Char- Charlie drinks. You know, drinks are on me. Look at the map. That's not in my area. I've been I've been patrolling. You been down there, Hex? Maybe once or twice. I look over at at Psychic Sentinel. Cock and eyebrow. I have studied the city. I'm familiar with the area in principle. In principle. Well, that's a good question. Does Hex know that Psychic Sentinel isn't human? I don't know if um, any of you know he isn't human. He's uh, smart enough to figure out he's not ordinary, but as yeah. far as whether or not he doesn't, <laughs> he uh, knows he's not human. Probably I mean, not. Jason probably has an inkling that he's a bit more than what he puts on, but. A bunch of weirdos meet in the back of a bar. Smart <laughs> enough to figure out that he's not normal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, that's not what I meant. Like, no, I know. It's just funny. It's I, funny. Mean, I, I mean, he's perfectly average in appearance and looks. Am I correct? Mm hmm. Well, yeah. except the domino mask, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has Clark Kent going on there. He puts on domino mask. You don't recognize that he was uh, John Smith. <laughs> he wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same principle. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up the quote from um, from Bruno's movie. Wouldn't be able to see. If they're driving this sort of vehicle through this area, they'll have to be taking one of these routes. So if we split up and gain contact. I pull out my burner candy bar phone. Uh, you got my number? No. I just look at him, and in your head you hear, yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I show them my phone number, you know, just in case. Then I do the same thing with Hex. And I bet Hex pulls out a flip phone, don't you? I'm younger than these <laughs> old fogies. I got a good technology. It totally still has a, yeah, uh, an extendable antenna. <laughs> it totally does. Uh, so uh, I'm hearing a splitting up, uh, keeping keeping an eye on things. Yep. I guess we, we head on out. Cut to Sentinel perched on a rooftop, observing the street below him. All right. Survey or something? Yeah, well, I guess, what do you want to do? <laughs> I'm carefully observing the neighborhood to uh, find the best location to give myself an advantage on spotting anything ahead of time. Sure. All right. Go ahead and set up that advantage. I don't think it would be that hard. Give me a, Give me an average... Okay, I got a fair. This is in the kind of transition between inner city uh, residential districts and commercial uh, areas. There are all kinds of uh, stores and the odd housing project and like office buildings and so forth. So I got the lay of the lane. Sounds good. Any other cool flashes to things that somebody is doing? Jason is on his bike, you know, his white bike in his white outfit, driving down the streets. As bold as you know what. Does Jason have room on that bike for a person? Yeah. Okay, well then, I guess he's going to be riding behind him. Dressed in black. That works. (laughs) Dressed all in black. Although, probably wearing short sleeves. Jason gives you the loner helmet. It's white. How lovely. Okay. I would like to try to look around as carefully as possible, <laughs> trying to, one, make sure we realize where we're going, and okay. two, to <laughs> see anything um, out of the ordinary, I guess. I rolled a four, so. So just driving around, like you don't pick up anything in particularly really super suspicious. You do see one of these, like, movie-style repair jobs for sewers, uh, like where they've parked a van half across the street and they put out little cones and they have like the, the manhole open and uh, there's some like uh, the back of the van is open. There, there, there's equipment and wiring and stuff and there's like a wire going down from the, the van into the sewer and there's clearly something going on down there. That would be the only really like... And there's really, no one up really at this time. You're doing repairs now. Um, and there's no one on t- up top in the, in the, it, yeah, they would have reflective vests in the nineties in a reflective yeah. vest. Just watching. Uh, no one is there. No, we should probably check that out. So I'm going to tap him on the shoulder. I'm already, you know, coming to a stop. When you tap my shoulder is like, what the put the stop down and go look back. Let's check this out. Hold my body. And I fall backwards limp. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going down astrally. Can I just oh. say I caught you? Do I have to roll? <laughs> did you stop the motorcycle before you said bye-bye? Oh, yes, bye I did. Bye? Yes, yes, yeah. I did. Going through the ground and into the man- into the manhole and hanging right. down. What's what's going on down there? Meanwhile, as, as you're doing that, Hex, since you stopped and you know, you're holding holding Jason, what, what kind of pose do we see you holding Jason in? Is it uh... a very awkward one? <laughs> It's like, like, oh, you just kind of fell back on me, so I kind of like, okay, I am leaning backward, holding this man that is much larger. It's really awkward, right? Yeah. Then you you get a glance on the side of the truck uh, or the the van, right? And it says, uh, Dread Electronics. That might be worth a check. You can always lay Jason down or drop him. I'll, I'll lay him down, and then I'm going to go over and, and slink on over and try to see what this is. 
Uh, do you want to investigate the van in that sense? Yeah, I want to investigate the van. Sorry. Cool, cool. Hey, how do you go about that? Like I go about every most everything carefully. I want to, um, one, make sure there's no one there first. Like, nobody that can see me. And two, I'm going to try and see if any of the doors are locked. And if they're not, I'm going to open them. Uh, it does not appear to be locked. In fact, I mean, the back is all wide open. You could climb in and, and, and the side door isn't locked either, and nor the front doors, right? All right. Well, I will climb in the back then. Cool. So immediately you just pick up like a bunch of, uh, you know, there's wiring and tools, what you would expect would be used for like electrical repair jobs, uh, bypass jobs, anything like that. There's also general tools for like, not construction, but but like, uh, well, road construction, shovels, picks, uh, a sledge, that kind of thing. What do you give me a careful roll if you want to like have a, oh, okay, that's very good. So I think there's there's something uh, catching your eye under the front passenger seat. It's this like little box, with these little blue blim- blinky things on them. You don't get the sense that okay, oh no, it's a bomb. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna. That like, was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the impression you get. Is it a bomb? No. But there's something like oddly familiar with it. Yeah, Can do you want to have a look at it? Swipe it. Sure. Oh, uh, uh, is it attached to anything that I would have to loosen or? Uh, no, it appears to be a completely standalone matte black finished box, very thin metal box. Uh, it has some lights on it and some wiring in the back. Uh, it, there's a, like we see a flashback to some point in uh, your life when you were uh, either at the mercy of or learning from your father. Probably at the mercy of. Right. Seen a great father. There's probably a point where where you were strapped to. One of these like tables that um, that you can tilt, so you're you're essentially standing up, but you're stepped to a table. Uh, he's uh, lecturing you on he's lecturing you about, about I tried to make you better than this. You're a great disappointment. Should have seen the tripwires. I have spy devices everywhere. You don't think you could have crept up on me unnoticed, did you? Um, so this is one of my dad's things. What do we see? Like, what's Doctor Phobus's uh, like general appearance? Uh, when he's with me, he's not in his costume because obviously I'm his son. He doesn't care if I knew who he is. Right. So you imagine that in this flashback, you've like pierced his little sanctum, his like temporary tech sanctum. What what would he be like there? Probably wearing his uh, black lab coat, <laughs> like father, like son. Because <laughs> he's a an evil scientist. <laughs> Has on the uh, those those blue latex gloves. He's kind of a tall man, uh, much darker skin than I am. I got my skin from my mom. Long black hair tied up in a ponytail. These wide, you, you know, the, like the geek glasses, like the yeah, really yeah. thick, yeah, like those and a uh, little bit of stubble on his chin because he didn't shave that morning. Just a very severe man. He's got like kind of a hawkish nose, severe lips and the same gray eyes I have. And he's just not... Not standing for this. This is not what he made me to be. <laughs> yeah, so he goes on about you know my greatest failure and all that stuff. Flashback is over. We see you in uh, in the back of the truck and you know the blue lights uh, lighting up the bottom of your face as you have the realization that uh oh this is dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm so gonna swipe uh, it and I'm gonna try and disable it too. Let's pop down into the, the mm-hmm. dark depths of the city, down the manhole. 
following the wires, I guess. It's Wraith Vision down here right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, looking for the for the, the shadows of people as they reflect in the astral plane. How does uh, stuff like power lines and uh, that... They got uh, colors. In the comic, right? Kirby-esque, you know, just everything's got, you know, power lines have glows through them depending mm-hmm. on the load. Uh, telephone lines may flash for a second as people talk over them. Uh, uh-huh. Water water has a cool color to it, but it's no nothing solid. It all has that broken kerbals all over them, the little bubbles mm-hmm. and things. And it's only when I decided to dip back into the reality do I actually see things normally. But when in the astral zone, I'm seeing the shadow of the real world, which means I see all right. the auras. Are those lines live then? The ones I'm following, are they live? No. The one, the big like cord that you're following isn't live, uh, at least not yet. Uh, mm-hmm. There are other lines, of course, mm-hmm. going down here that are live and that are like the sludgy pipes. It's like this uh, comic book uh, movie mm-hmm. stereotype of a sewer. <laughs> That's kind of a... Big enough to drive a, uh, a um, Citroen through, yeah. And kind of a pipe <laughs> shape. There's maybe a walkway and, and some other piping and, and wires and, on the sides, right? And the in the middle the the water yes yeah there are probably like some some uh, great things ahead here and there like with shafts mm-hmm. of light ahead of you you can see this well, i don't know if you can actually if you're just following the the Oops. wiring you have a sense of a pull towards something that's alive but if you want to know what you're dealing with or like where you're going or i guess mm-hmm. not to be jumped that would be some form of uh extending you're- your senses I'm not expecting to get jumped, so I'm trying to find them. So I'm trying, so I'm reaching out carefully to, to follow the trails. Yeah, that would follow since you're not actually yeah. there physically. Yeah. Let's do a careful. Ooh, I'm not Ooh. careful at all. Oh, that's bad. So I guess I'm. I was basically just trying to find them then. So that would be an overcome. Yeah, I think you're going to be discovered uh, in some way. You decide if you want to. If you want to do it at a cost or something. Could I state what the cost is, or are you going to state what the cost is? Uh, I think I better do it, because you don't know what you're up against. I may enter the regular realm, just so I can see things as they really are, and looking right. around. First of all, like you see a bunch of like odd equipment, uh, mm-hmm. and, and we're right beneath like one of these uh, manholes, a, a different mm-hmm. manhole. There's some sort of... like. Weird equipment, uh, looks kind of like a tripod type thing, kind of large with like, with these, uh, like coils around it. You see the wiring in a, uh, coming up to a, like a pile, a round pile, and nothing's been plugged in yet. And then you notice the figure as it notices you. Even in the, the really real world, uh, it's like the darkness is clinging to this person. Uh, and you see kind of the vague, obsidian outline of a face but then there's like you're engulfed in this like it's like a an octopus spraying ink at you darkness engulfs you you go blind and uh, i think you're you're kicked back into your body it's kind of a jarring experience like there's some something still lingering uh, and i think that's a uh it's minor consequence i don't think it's a super serious thing but i, I think you are um or uh, is it more of an aspect or a, con- or a consequence it's a consequence a well well one? I want to be by the book here. Like, would that be uh, reasonable? Because nobody has outright attacked you per se. 
right? I Have mean, temporary aspect would be it would be would be appropriate. But since I'm up here now, he really can't act on it. But if it's a mild consequence, then I was then I would be kind of forced to deal with it. Could be a mild, you know, I'll go with a mild consequence. Yeah, that, uh, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. That would be the shitless. best representation, fictional fic- fiction to, to <laughs> mechanics wise. It sounds like he, Jason, would be scared shitless. Well, you could totally be, be frightened. You can play him yeah. that way for sure. Yeah. But I think it's like you've been cut off, right? You always normally maybe have this mm-hmm. slightly higher sense perception than others because you can just jump into the astral yeah. plane. Now it's like there's a black fog that you've brought with you that's just encasing your spirit self, right? So Sealed off would be a nice one. Yeah. So I can't project. Or if I project, it's just I'm in, it's like I'm in black ink. Yeah, there, it's going to be hard to uh, so, do anything or see anything, really. So, right. Hex, outside, you hear, Jesus Christ! I'm going to grab my father's listening box and uh, skitter on over. As this is happening, as we pop back to Psychic Sentinel and, and you feel this like kind of psychic pulse or this echo. Like someone just used something, uh, some psych-ish power in the vicinity. I will get my attention and head that way. Cool. I don't think it's a mystery uh, to like find to to have an idea of, of like the general vicinity. But if you want to zero zero in, that would be like a that would be an overcome of some kind. Reach out psychically to to feel where that is. Would that be careful? I mean, I guess you tell me. I'd go with careful if you're. He'll take that. Seems appropriate to tune in, right? Five. That's enough. That's no problem. You f- kind of follow the, I assume you follow the, the pulse back, backtrack or whatever you call it. <laughs> Psychically triangulate where we came from. I'll turn it back to you. When you get that psychic ping, like how does that manifest for you? And, and especially in like comic book terms. In the comic book vision, you'd see like some different color energy pulse thing from that area. Right. And he'll head that way. All right. So you you can see from you know floating down you can see uh, uh, Jason like swooning on his bike or by his bike I don't know where you left him <laughs> by beside laying in the gutter no <laughs> no I'm sitting up get my visor up and I'm just shaking my head you know and I will talk to him psychically like, what is it what's happening actually can he talk to me psychically uh, I can't I think you can hear him no problem uh, you you had just have problems reaching out. Brian is somebody. I'm saying this out loud because I can't, I have to talk to think. Your character is you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some guy, he has a black aura around him. Face was like obsidian. Just a second, I lay down, go limp, come back. Yep, I'm caged. I can't do anything in the astral plane. He sort of boxed me in astrally. Where's Hex? He's right there coming in, right coming there, at yeah. you. Coming right for you. I got a vague idea where... Maybe by 3rd and 12th? Maybe 3rd and 13th? Looking at the cable, is he using this power? He will be. He had a vice, all bunch of... It looked like a still. Lots of coils and stuff like that. Then I'm going to look to to unplug this, as it were. Okay, guess I'll hand it to you. Oh, you're carrying whatever the wires are attached to? No, he's got the dust blinking lights box. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I have it here. Well, I know it's as, my dad's. As so. you are reaching over and you say, like, 
Or do you do you say that it's your dad? Yeah, I say it's my dad's. And everybody is clued into the fact that uh, it, that's that's Doctor Phobos. So you're reaching over and you declare, you make your declaration, and then uh, the extremely rare thing happens: your phone buzzes because you've gotten a message. Okay, I'm gonna look. Right, so it's this like clunky, cramped interface. There are four words, and then the next the next line. Oh, so it's a fancy phone and pager in one. Yeah, 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 yeah like, fancy phone and pager. <laughs> Yeah, this would be like the cutting edge. We would see like, uh, you know, oh, okay. See and where you're spending your money. And and again, like this never happens normally. And yeah, so I'm a little we- weirded out by this, actually. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, it says, hey, Hex, looks like you're not at home. So I'm going to let myself in. I got to go. <laughs> and it says. Um, Love, Dad? No. What's a positive memory you have from your relationship with uh, with Shadow? An object. An object? can be uh, something you bought together or like uh, stole together. or. Yeah, we probably <laughs> stole it together knowing him. The crystal wolf that he gave me with the ruby eyes from somebody's private collection. <laughs> I think he calls it ruby. Uh, actually, okay, so uh, it doesn't say that. It says, uh, I'm taking the dog back. And that's the period, and no, no, no under, you know, no one's written anything. No one, no one's like written, you know, signed the shadow or something like. That's it. Oh no, he ain't taking that back. Um, <laughs> see, what's the quickest way to get back to my house from here? Wait, wait, you leaving? So he's uh, you, he's handing over the box, right? And then he flips open his phone. He's, and like, and like, it's literally like a uh, bleeping heck. No, he's not. I'm gonna steal your bike. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first one to do that. <laughs> like, hop on your bike and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you're not stopping him at all, Jason. Like, he's uh, going for your bike. My, I'm better than my dad, which means I'm going to go. Uh, we got something downstairs to deal with. He can run, but uh, I got things. I got things to take care of. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, morally obligated to, to do good if I can. I, I think. Do I know where you live? Yeah, you do. I right. told you by now. Rich Hill or whatever. <laughs> Ruby Hill, Ruby Hill, come on now. <laughs> I am looking to disable the box and the connection to the wires. And- I'll try to occupy them downstairs, and I go down the ladder. And Psychic Sentinel, you're trying to disable the box? Yes. Tell me how you're going about that. Carefully examining it to see what the hell it is, or what I think it is, what I think it's doing. All right, cool. Okay, this is a bit trickier. Because uh, it's kind of nondescript and has some blinky lights on it. So if you want to have a clear idea of what it is, uh, I think that's good. That's a three. Invoke my stunt here because I have a knowledge of advanced dealing technology. Once per section, I can create an advantage with one free invoke by attacking the tech. So I pull out some advanced scanning equipment that I have. Ah, so w- what does this advanced scanning equipment look like? It looks like uh, some advanced magnifying glass type thing with a little observation window that I <laughs> put over it and it, you can maybe see through the outer casing of this thing. And Interesting. Walk me through the mechanics of this. So this allows you to get a free, I'm scanning this thing. Yeah, and I can invoke it for a roll or something if I need it as well. Oh, okay. So I've got the alien tech scanner. All right, so go ahead with your roll. Three. Oh, you get it. Minor cost if I'm tying. Right, 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 tied. We'll just invoke the, the alien scanner. Use the free invoke on that to boost that up so I make it cleanly. Right. 
you deftly sidestep the uh, <laughs> scanner intruder countermeasures. <laughs> it's only human technology. In fact, it is not. This is what you discover. Not only is it like kind of cutting edge for, for current human technology uh, in, in the presentation, uh, it involves some kind of kind of advanced you would guess the enemy the enemies like type technology wired in and uh, this device is a kind of piggyback psychic astral field listening device so you can you could throw this device you could via quote-unquote technology have surveillance in via like in a more invasive way than you know you know simply video or audio how the output works you don't can't conjecture but this is like this picks up everything like it, nothing is it, it doesn't stop for oh it's a concrete building so i can't get a signal none of that applies either somebody stole parts of this technology and wired it in or it was given to them the good news is that you're familiar with the enemy's technology so it would not be very hard for you to disable it let's disable it yeah i'm not even going to have you roll for that it's like you know that you see the bits that you need mm -hmm. to you know decouple because they are such, they're so incongruous with the rest of the, the wiring. It, yeah. it gives a little whine, like it's winding down, and then, you know, the bleep bloop lights go out. Okay. Well, I'll take the alien bits with me, because they shouldn't be here. Of course not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Always <laughs> littering Earth with the things that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> Meddling. <laughs> See, this is why it's necessary for you to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. And uh, Psychic Sentinel, you were you were delving into the, the deep. No, no. Astro Biker. Oh, right. <laughs> Here's what's worse is that this, I've, I've played this character before, but in the original version of the character, he was called the Psychic Biker. Just go with the BMX Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> He's even more useless now because somebody stole his BMX. <laughs> I've taken my helmet off and been holding it by by the front piece because I, it, uh, you know what, it makes for a good weapon. And I'm following the, that one big thick line because it's probably dark as shit down here, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it still has that weird ambient, like uh, we can still see what's going on, <laughs> kind of lighting. The but blue light, the blue light. To be fair, you do, you do uh, get some uh, like in the distance. There's some flashes of bluish uh, light. Uh, as mm -hmm. if like something is being powered up, or you know they're, they're giving off yeah, not yeah. floodlights, but like it's it's the like you know the back of a computer. Well, I remember of, it was around a bend someplace, so I'm probably seeing the reflection of those lights coming down. Yes, the, yes, down the in sewer. the water and and on the walls. And I'm starting. I'm stopping short, and I'm thinking real hard. Psych, uh, psychic sentinel, psychic sentinel. I'm almost there. <laughs> Hello. Ah, shit. I'm going to try to sneak. This is all in your head, just to be clear. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm going to try to sneak. Uh, so I'm guessing I'm going to be sneaky. Yes. Uh, not very. How far off am I? I Should I roll for this guy? Probably. Let's do that. I tend to fall into the apocalypse engine, like lazy GMing. <laughs> yeah, this is his uh, awareness. Oh, sheesh. I could probably tap catch me if you can, and uh, it would tie. Just be a minor cost. Oh, what the hell? Spend a fate point and tap. Catch me if you can. Mm -hmm. And tie him. So what would be the minor cost of me sneaking uh, him? Yeah, I, I think you don't sneak up on him. That's the minor cost. Like, he, he yeah. notices that you're there. But at the last second. So yes. there's no... 
So there's nothing he can do about it. And right. So uh, you, you come into this like area where that's right under the manhole, and you can see the coils have uh, are are lit up, and the wires are in, and this figure in dark maybe trench coat and uh, some sort of hood. He's connecting the wires, and then like you take a little step in, you swear it made no noise whatsoever, but then he like stops whatever he's doing. I am wearing motorcycle boots, so there probably was this little... It wouldn't have been heard above the kind of electrical noise of this, like, thing. Yeah. It has a hum, like it's on, like it's about to do something. Uh, and then he's working on the wires, and there's the dripping and so forth. So it shouldn't have been, like, audible, you think, but then, like, he stops, freezes, and then he turns his head. And you see this, like, obsidian black cut-out mask. It's something like a Janus mask, kind of an idealized male kind of mask. What, 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 he has a Sir Guy Fox mask? <laughs> <laughs> there are no mustaches and it's not white. <laughs> it doesn't appear to be smiling. It's more like this completely black kind of emotionless, uh, not stern, but kind of like just this indifferent like face. And of course you hear from Jason as he sees it. You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and then I throw my helmet at the device. Guess I'm being forced with that. Just throwing it as hard as I can. Sure. My target number to hit, hit the thing and actually do it damage. It seems pretty sturdy. It's kind of this tube contraption tripod thing uh, with these coils around it. Aim at one of the legs then. Take out one of the legs, it falls yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say good. Shouldn't be too hard for a forceful Mr. Mr. Man. Yep. There goes my helmet. Whack. Right. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have him resist you instead. That makes more sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, because I think you 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 were gonna do it either way, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If if you get past him, he's the problem, right? So you mm-hmm. get a four. Uh, I'm gonna roll for him. He's quickly trying to stop you from from messing up the equipment, dashing quickly for it. I rolled yeah. a zero, so that's a uh, you beat him by four, which is with style. I can take that as a boost, or can I just simply just add extra effect that as in it falls down and goes zap? Because it's an attack, so you can take it as a boost. Or could I take it as an effect? Just basically uh, take extra damage to it. For the context of this, I think you're doing damage to the device, right? Mm-hmm. It's taken force, at least four stress. That should be enough to like at least knock it out of alignment. Like he'll have to fix it. You <gasps> hit the the leg right with your your helmet. The leg bounces to the side, and this thing like smacks on its side like uh, he'll have to align a bunch of stuff so that's what we see and then we see like the janice face dude he's kind of he's reaching for something as we cut to um hex racing up uh ruby hill what type of home do you have it's it's very luxe but it's also very simple i have like a modern understated sort of style it's a large house, but there's not, like, a lot of adornments. It's not painted in, like, a garish color. It's just white. Pretty, well, a centennial style, almost. Yeah, kind of like a mansion that you have to yourself. Yeah. Where is Bryant right now? You drive up. You see there are there are no lights on, but the front door is kind of open, a crack. You don't have any pets yourself, do you? I do. I have a dog. Oh. I have a, a Doberman. I think there's no noise. Like there's no like dog. She's not. She's not barking. No. Okay. Well, she wouldn't. She knows him. So I, I guess I'm gonna hop off the. I'm gonna kind of throw the bike down. You know, like a la Akira. 
<laughs> and just like run into the house. Somewhere in the sewer is a person screams, not the mic! <laughs> <laughs> You're not here, shush. <laughs> Roll me a quick as you dash in. Oh, shit. Uh, you need a three, uh, so you can certainly invoke something if you want. I would like to invoke something. This would be like a, a quick wits, smelling a trap, something something like that. Well, I could pull the voices in my head. Sure. Yeah, Take for that. sure. So how, did, how does that uh, manifest in the comic? Like we see you coming up, dashing up the stairs or, or through the door and... In like, there's another thought bubble in a different color. They all have different colors in the mm. comic. So there's another thought bubble. I think I'm going to go with the serpent sorceress. So there's another thought bubble with with a female symbol, and mm. it's in blue and green, like it's a blue green fade. Oh, oh and, it's, um, it's in cursive. Yes, it is in cursive. She's dead, but she's <laughs> she's very elegant. She is essentially berating me, but also trying to give me advice at the same time because she likes to tease. First of all, she says, uh, "I don't hear that lovely bitch <laughs> for the dog." All right. And of course, and of course, uh, maybe that's when you when you pull up and it's quiet, right? That's yeah. what pops up. Yeah. And of course, these are unbidden to be entirely because they're the villains that make up my my being, essentially yeah. my genetic code. <laughs> so it's like essentially Hex is like not now. <laughs> and then another one would would chime in with 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 a suggestion, which I do not know what suggestion to have them chime in with. Can you please help me with that? Oh, you can't possibly be this stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another one would say that that would be like the scientist that's in Mm -hmm. here. You're about to dash over the threshold and you stop yourself in the last moment. And then you look look down and there's that, like, I think by now, like, telltale little, like, blue bleep glow of some device just inside the doorway. Well, that's a tripwire. And I'm going to... See if I can disable it or if it requires, like, more knowledge that I need, that I have at the moment. You reach down for it. Carefully. Yeah, you reach carefully carefully down for it. Tell me how you would notice somebody, like, popping up on you, sneaking up on you. Kind of like spider sense sort of thing. Especially in in the comic, I I think, like, he be like reaching down for it and then just suddenly there's like like a shift, like a whisper of clothing. And instantly he turns around, like his hand out, like he's about to force push someone or something. Because <laughs> that's how he—that's how he directs his uh, his fear powers. Right. So, like he's got his hand pointed directly at whatever that sound was. Well, I think that's what happens if you succeed here. Would you say that would be quick? Yeah, quick. Oh, not bad, not bad. So you do it right now. You do it with a minor consequence. Minor consequence is fine. Okay. I think what happens is what we see in the comic is like there's this dart that comes flying out of the dark, hits you in the in the wrist, uh, and there's this like a little electrical current. You're like ah, right? Okay, temporarily immobilized. Yes. Well, okay. zapped. Called <laughs> <laughs> zapped. You hear this that you you've grown so familiar with. Oh, uh, that's dad. Year, years <laughs> of, of disappointment. See uh, your. Uh, Dr. Phobos's face being painted against the dark when he moves in front of a window. Uh, we see the street lights lighting up half of his face and we see the familiar glasses. Uh, he's shaved. He looks a little more put together. His hair isn't as messy. Uh, he's wearing some sort of dark suit. What would be like a garishly colored tie 
<laughs> tie color that you would wear. What on earth is that? Fuchsia. It's like a really freaking bright pink. All right, cool. That's a good. That's a good contrast. Well, well, well. At least you had the brains to notice the device in the doorway. If you clean up good, Dad. Well, when I have to. Why don't you have a seat? <sighs> don't really have a choice, do I? You have many choices. I don't really have a smart choice, do I? Now that is where you are correct. So he's gonna, I guess, sit down. Except for the one, and then he, you know, he points with his whole hand when you're sitting down, right? You and your little <sighs> friends have been very busy. So what's new? What's new? I'm trying to get you to not ruin my whole operation. That's what's new. Your whole operation will end up getting a lot of people killed. Oh no, 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 no! That's not how I work. Oh really? You've changed your tune? Well, maybe there are some casualties and some collateral damage every once in a while, but seriously, that's not the point. You know, like the twenty-five people you killed to make me. Are you sad that they are no longer in the world? No, but I'd really rather they no longer be in my head. There is that. I suppose they are still in the world in some way. I thought I would make them better. Yeah, they thought were your friends, you Dad. Friends? I don't have friends. <laughs> don't be crass. Don't be silly. I thought you would. You would have understood that. You have all the best qualities of all the best people in the world inside of you. How can you cling to such a ridiculous notion as friends? <laughs> I think at this point, the the serpent sorceress is. <laughs> It kind of like pops up. It's like, why that little? <laughs> <laughs> and at the rest of them are like, let me at him, let me at him. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, no, don't do that right now. <laughs> He's a beaut, that one. <laughs> Steve Irwin is not in his head. He is not a supervillain in your head. No. So he says, now, I wouldn't want you to get hurt trying to stop me. You understand? I had to get you away from Bryant. Was it? Yes, we're doing important work. You see, you and Bryant are working together. Yes, that is an apt description. For Since now. Since how long? But that's not really important, is it? Oh, it's very important. I think you should understand that there is a new power coming, and it would behoove all of us to align ourselves with the winners. That's simply what I'm doing. I'm preparing. You told me once, strapped to a table. <laughs> That it's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog. So, what makes this greater power you're talking about the larger dog? I don't remember this conversation. Odd. He does a little like neck jerk, a twitch. Yeah, a twitch, kind of a neck twitch. Ah, no matter. Well, the important thing here is that you should do what I do. You should prepare and make yourself useful. Make yourself、uh, an asset, because make no mistake. Making myself useful, father. I've been cleaning up your messes. I wouldn't call the messes so much as、um, necessary collateral damage, but that's really beside the point. I can't have you go and get killed trying to stop me. You need to understand that it's important that you apply yourself in the way I've taught you, or tried to teach you anyway. This prancing around and what do you do? Walk dogs. What a supreme waste of this grand potential! I do what makes me happy, father. Yes, well, I've I've tried to instill in you a sense of doing what keeps you alive, but apparently that is not good enough. What you think? Because of this greater power, that I can't take care of myself? 
none of us can, my boy. None of us can. You certainly can't. <laughs> so he gives a little smirk, uh, and then he tries to. He looks for a place to sit, and he sits down. What kind of room are we in in the like this hall room uh, adjacent to the hallway? Sits, like, is it the entryway that he came in, or? I think this is you're it. You you've entered the hallway right, and then entered a room to the side of the hallway. What kind of room is that? What? It's the sitting room slash occasional dining room that's connected to the kitchen. So there's like a big sofa, TV, another sofa coffee table with a lot of knickknacks including the dog uh yeah the lights are currently off so it's a nice plush living room and there's no uh, door that leads to the kitchen but the kitchen's over there right so he helps himself to some sort of refreshment whatever you have there oh he if he's taking my nachos <laughs> okay i like the idea of that because it's like it's such a wonderful like the villain sits down with a glass of scotch no he sits down and he steals your nachos so, and yeah, 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 yeah. He's getting like nacho dust on his <laughs> suit. <laughs> like, and there's a, maybe a glimmer of like, oh, right, that's dad. That's the dad I remember. There are parts of him that, you know, I love because he is my dad. Mm-hmm. But it's like mostly he's annoying. <laughs> like, dad, if you get that on my couch, I swear to God, I just had it reupholstered. See, this is the problem. <sighs> you don't have a sense of perspective. This isn't important right now. Well, you failed to tell me what is important other than a massive power is coming, so why don't we focus on that? I want you to give up all this nonsense about prancing around and helping people. And when he says helping people, he does the, like, air quotes holding nachos. You need to come back, and you need to work with me and Shadow. Well, he wouldn't say Shadow, he said Bryant. We could use your talents. You mean no, you want me to scare people talents. to death? Like you used to have me do. Well, some people need to die. I would choose any death over that. Well, then I'm sorry to say, my boy, that will be your death. You can't fight what's coming. What is coming? You're being exceedingly vague on that point. <laughs> Phobos can't see this. Phobos needs a name. John, John, give me a give me a generic male name from around that time. <laughs> from around that time. I love that. Frank. Franklin. That works. Franklin. He obviously can't see this, but the voices in Hex's head are going, shut up, shut up, shut up. He shrugs, and then he uh, brushes off his hands, and then he snaps his fingers. What's your dog called? Uh, Dahlia. Dahlia comes in, looks around, and she looks to him instead of you, and he says, Dahlia, do you get that device? She obediently goes over and gets the device on the floor and walks over to you, like as he directs. If you open that up, and examine the insides, you will find some very <coughs> interesting technology. Technology. And there's this, like, pregnant pause, because he do loves, he does love, like, uh, that odd, dramatic moment, like, uh, technology from, or not from, this Earth. Do you have to be so dramatic? He just opens the box. I think that's when we cut back to <laughs> the Psychic Sentinel on the street, having disabled this device. So what is Psychic Sentinel doing? You've disabled the device. Uh, The biker has gone down into the sewers. Uh, You can still sense the location of this uh, power wielder in the sewers. And it's not uh, like this open manhole. It's closer to a different place. And, by the way, you can hear in the distance the expected armor car coming up the road. To get an idea of what's going on, I reach out to the biker's mind and uh, try to tap into his vision and hearing to see what he's doing at the moment. Hmm. All right. At what point did he, does he tap in? Just as I throw the helmet? Yeah, I think it would be somewhere in that, that moment. 
how do you think that would be done, you know, getting past, like, would the would the biker be wide open? I mean, before, I mean, he they, they've talked mentally many times before. Yeah, I'm not trying to take control of him anyway. I'm just tapping into my visual cortex and seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. I would I would have no problem letting him do that. Yeah, if there's no like uh, inherent resistance to that, then I'm just gonna mm-hmm. you know give me a fare and you can you can do it. Angling for cleverly uh, tapping into his senses. I would argue that would be an ex- <laughs> exceedingly clever thing to do. Yes, we'll try that. Yes, there you go. No problem. You you get the uh, visual impression of of uh, the helmet flying into the device again to you. Like you recognize like some of these elements as uh, technology not from this earth or like adapted um, technology, alien technology. It's some sort of pulse gun or something. That's, that would be your guess. And then you see the the guy in the dark clothing with the Janus mask reaching for something and, and coming at um, the biker. Okay. Well, I'm going to assume the biker's got that handled at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the, the uh, armored car coming, I am going to reach out to the driver and uh, shout in his mind, turn around, it's a trap. <laughs> You know that the the quote unquote gun is knocked out of alignment, so the chances are fairly low that it's going to be blasted if it comes in now. So I don't think you have to be quick about this necessarily. But yeah, I, I could go for clever, I could go for flashy, I could go for forceful even. Clever gives me the best chance. Then let's do clever. Give me a fair. Nope. Let's see. This is an overcome. So serious cost. I still have fate points. What the hell? We'll just uh, we'll throw a fate point at it and succeed. You are a psychic alien. Mm-hmm. Throw the fight, that fate point at it and uh, get him the idea that he should probably do that. Turn around, get out of here. <laughs> you see the inside of the of the armored transport in the comic, like uh, they're sitting there driving, and suddenly, like there's this uh, widening of the eyes of the driver, and like suddenly it's like starts swerving around. And the guy next to him, his coffee goes and splashes on the the side window. Like, what are you doing? The bubble in of uh, turn around at the trap in all caps. And we see just the van turning around, or the transport turning around, like driving in the other op- the opposite direction. Right. So back to the sewers. Yeah, he's coming at me. I'm coming at him. I'm going to try to create the advantage of kicked in the nads. <laughs> uh, I think since you made the first move last okay. time, I'm going to have him be before you in the in the right. order. But I think since you have the same quick, right? I'm I'm going to yeah. do you first next. All right, so next, I'll get uh, to defend. So well, I'm definitely going to forcefully defend. If he's coming at me, I'm going to just grab him and stop him. You know, just because I'm 205 pounds and I can bench bench 200 pounds too. So he's just coming at you with the uh, six. So swinging at you, and and you see this may looks kind of like a maybe an old timey cattle prod or something. Vaguely, it's hard to see in in the mm-hmm. light and like zoom, uh, bluish electric uh, thing on the end. Oh yeah. So yeah, I stop him. Yeah. So yeah. no problem. Like he comes swinging at you. He's not half your size, but two thirds maybe. Not yeah. not super uh, scary in size quality. Um, and since I'm doing it forcefully, I'm grabbing his arm <clears throat> then, and you know we're 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 grappling. Yes, that would be forceful. Next round, I got his arm with, with the sparkly thing. Turn it toward him and say, "How you like your How you like these apples?" And try to <laughs> shove it into his body. There we go. Okay, so you do one stress. 
Um, does it does the sparkly thing do more than one stress or? I don't know. I think it's easier to just uh, do go with the rolls for for today. I'd, I'd have to look into it. So if I only get one, I actually want him to hurt. So I don't got any aspects I can tap. So yeah, I just give him for one stress. Cool, cool, cool. So you you do the stress, you zap him, and he flinches or twitches. twitches. Let's um, pop back to the sentinel. You've successfully diverted the armored transport, so it will not be hit by um, this uh, this dastardly villain in the sewers. So I'm going to try to quickly get to where the biker is battling the shadow. I think it's not too hard for you to uh, figure out which manhole to pop open, since you, <laughs> you have his number, so to speak. So I think, yeah, you dash over, you pull the manhole open, maybe with your mind, right? Oh, yeah. Float down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to count that as you getting there. Uh, you're in the scene now. Let's move back for a moment to um, the hex as we see Dahlia uh, dropping the the device, um, which looks kind of similar to the one in the car. But this one has like a hmm, how would they do it in the comic? Like they probably have like some sort of ridiculous like air horn, <laughs> miniature air horn device on top. Like it was supposed to project something, some sound or whatever. And like he said, he said, uh, uh, you know, open it up and you will find find uh, what I'm talking about. So he's opening it up. Yeah, you see the conventional wiring uh, of, your, of your father's design. And then you see a few bits that look kind of odd, like uh, they have a different finish. Uh, they have like this kind of almost, you know, silvery Flash Gordon type style to them. Like a cross between that and like modern. Okay, they wouldn't be, it wouldn't be look like that because it's not... Um, it's not a, a device. The insides, it's not a device. But uh, like there are bits that are alien, clearly, like in the sense that they're not familiar to you or or the the prevailing technological c- capability of Earth. What is this? He's pointing at uh, one of the things he doesn't know. Now you're beginning to have an inkling. This power is so far superior to us in capability, there is no chance we could put up a meaningful resistance. What if they don't want to hurt us? Have you heard of um, the recent disturbance? Like he mentions, like this disturbance at a at a crossroads, uh, not a crossroads, at a at an intersection, or like a couple of weeks ago, your friends took care of some uh, weird, like quote unquote, superheroes, maybe, or they thought they were superheroes or something, um, and it turned out to be some sort of psychic experiment, psychic projection experiment. Prior to that, there was there was uh, uh, an incident with some some of the city's youth that had been kind of co-opted into being uh, psychic assassin agents uh, for for presumably you know whatever whatever enemies that uh, the psychic sentinel is here to uh, is here to fight or at least resist. So he mentions a few of these instances, like you know he knows them intimately, and says um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. They are far more established, I have come to realize. Uh, they are far more, more established I've come, uh, than, than anyone probably realizes. That's what he says. would not surprise me if they have their fingers in... He makes an, an intimation that, you know, they're probably pulling the strings of certain government functions. Um, and we can't have that. And you're well, trying to stop them. Uh, no, he looks down onto his watch. I am trying to make myself useful enough not to be euthanized. But... Um, I'm on a timetable here, and uh, I can see uh, I am not likely to sway you. Why don't you hang on to that piece of equipment and study it, and if you think you can 
help people with it than by all means. When you realize that it's a futile, futile endeavor, then um, look me up. And he gets up, brushes off the, the nacho dust, and uh, he looks to Dahlia and says, Dahlia, you make sure he stays here. And if he doesn't, you would bite his throat out. Do you understand what? me? And and Dahlia goes, does a, a, a like assenting noise for a dog. What did you do to my dog? And he smiles somewhat affectionately to you. Uh, and he says, oh, we have a special bond. Had to be with someone. As if you weren't, you know, <laughs> you didn't measure up. Yeah. I, you're not a good little robot. And then he says, um, good evening. And exits. Unless you stop him. Yeah, I am going to, like, go after him and grab his hand. Moment you arm. do. The moment you do, Dahlia is on you, pulling you back, pulling you down very aggressively and like, right? Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to freeze. <laughs> All I wanted to do was talk to him. Damn. Yeah, Dahlia will not have it. Like, it's like he's put a spell on her or something. Well, I am consistently under Haas arrest now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems like she, she sits there and she stares at you intently for maybe two minutes. And then her, her facial, facial expression like softens and she just looks around and licks her chops and then lie, lays down in front of you. Lies down in front of you. I'm going to call Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to the scene. Uh, who has the highest uh, quick here of the, of the three of you now? The biker, probably. I have quick two. Okay, so um, uh, you go first, then we have the assailant probably this uh bryant character maybe probably and then the psychic sentinel so you do your yeah. thing well i zapped him in his face and let's see oh, how well wait 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 so he did and then you did yeah so, i guess it's his go oh, technically yeah okay. uh he twitches and then his head sort of falls uh forward and down like the the mask like hits his sternum uh, as mm-hmm. if he's focusing on something on you uh, and he's attempting to put some sort of whammy on you. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is a three. And this is a kind of like, you can feel this uh, the same kind of dark mental energy pouring at you. How do you defend yourself? I would love to say forcefully, but this is the case where I'm being attacked mentally. I just scream at him. You can't, you can't put the whammy on me. I'm better than you. I'm better than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Going flashy with that. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I am better than my dad. I'll spend a fate point on that. This is a tie with him. So that's with tie. Now I'm defending tying. Do I? It's a boost. Uh, be a boost. Yeah, it, it seems like a boost to me. Like, because he was attacking you. Well, okay. He was trying to put an aspect on you. So it's a boost. That would be a boost. Okay. So it would be a weaker version of that. So this kind of psychic uh, darkness, for lack of a better term, like it, it blinds you for a moment. And it's kind of swirling around and, and messing with you. Um, mm-hmm. your senses. <laughs> I'll call it the little whammy. So, and then, and then, th- and then it's pretty much Sentinel appears, or does Sentinel get a chance? Yeah, Sentinel pops up. Uh, well, pops down. Uh, we'll try to create an advantage for the biker. I will try to like, temporarily take control of this guy's muscle, so he just is locked and frozen in place, so the biker can smack him easily, easier. All right. I suppose I could do clever. Okay. Ooh. You can always roll worse. Two, which isn't too terribly bad if you got the final fake point. 
but I don't know if it, it's worth trading fate points for a boost, right? Nah. Well, try to create advantage and you fail, then a negative advantage can be created. I see. Your opponent, not you, gets a free invocation. Okay. So, I'll time for a boost. We'll say he's um, temporarily stunned. Cool, and now finally we're we're back to the bike, biker at the top of the order. So let's let's do two yeah. uh, quick rounds. You know, I'm going to try to create advantage since I can't see very mm. well. I, I guess I'm just going. I get that foot in his chest. I'm just going to push him off and try to kick him into the water so yeah. he's on his back. So I'm just going to try to forcefully kick him into the water, or at least what direction I think the water is in. Ooh, oh, very good. You know, I'm going to use that boost anyway, so it's a seven. I don't think he's going to roll. Never know, I suppose. Oh, very good. With How many? Style. Even if you uh, spend the boost, it's with style. That's you know. two invocations, right? Yep. Big around. splash. And yep. we're moving over to him, I suppose, in the turn order. I think he's kind of on his back and reaching for, uh, you know, the whatever this is, this uh, this uh, pulse cannon thing. And he's trying to aim it in at uh, the psychic biker. No, the the astral biker. <laughs> Just call him biker, and that just solves the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just trying to aim it at the biker and get it to go off. Uh, unfortunately, that is not clever in this situation. That's quick. Quick. To oh, kick. oh. But I'm gonna be quick to kick it. Kick the kick the damn thing. Uh, so it's pointing in the wrong direction. You, you shouldn't have too much trouble. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, if I tap both of them, that's gonna be seven. So don't waste those on defense. Take some stress. Be a man. <laughs> that is fair, I suppose. You're a big strapping biker. Spend it on attack. But that would be that would only be three stress. That'd be my three stress box. Yeah, what the hey? You know what? Yeah, yeah. He zaps me. Bang. You see this this uh, <laughs> badly aligned kind of twisted coiled thing light up for a moment, and this pulse, whitish blue light pulse, goes out. And there's a I don't know what the the appropriate comic book word would be, you know, written across the beam. <laughs> but, um... And it hits you not squarely or anything, but gives you momentary pause. And, of course, when they draw it, they also show that where it touched me, you can see my bones. No yeah, consequences. there's a pipe behind you that bursts, and there's that, that, that like, <laughs> for some reason, they have a steam pipe in the sewers, right? And it's, like, spraying out. In Ooh, fact, let's, let's add that's a, oh, that's scene aspects. We yeah. always forget scene forget aspects. <laughs> now, I don't want to bring in the – it's just color, right? But we should totally have live wires and water, <laughs> right? Live wires. And water. At least we have something. The last ten minutes of the of the session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is then telekinetically pull those wires into the water where he's laying. Ah, <laughs> on his back. <laughs> oh yeah, and you get to tap those if you need to. Oh, the horror <laughs> of the <laughs> wires. <laughs> Sounds very clever to me. All right, I'll take that. So three. So we tap those on his back. Get the five shifts on him. Yeah. Okay. Given the time, I think I'm not going to start doing uh, a bunch of consequences and him fighting on. I think uh, you zap him, and you know he does the whole twitch in the water thing, uh, and then goes still. Shit! Is he? St- did you kill him? I'm going over there and see if I can feel a pulse. Yeah, you do. 
You do. Okay. Uh, I pull him out of the water, take the mask off. Oh, he's not bad looking. (laughs) Yeah, what does uh, Bryant look like, uh, Hex? He's very handsome. Red hair, green eyes. Well, we can't tell that right now. They're closed. He's slightly tan. He's got a smattering of freckles over his nose. Very boyish features. He's Ron Weasley. You see this young man, this attractive young man, this mask that's uh, this unfeeling kind of a Janus face. Uh, He has a bit of spittle, like coming down the corner of his mouth like he, he doesn't look very dignified in this proper in this in his present conditions well let's to get him to the surface uh you probably want to take care of that right i point to the uh the thing with jigger yes before you do that could you um i point ring, to the ring, ring. uh jason Rowe, astro biker what can i do for you hey it's me hi me oh come on you know who this is jason look at the phone number oh oh hey hex I'm under house arrest. What did you do? Are the cops there? No, but my father was. Ah, frick. Well, we got this guy here, and I look down. He's got um, red hair, freckles. He's real cute. You have my ex, I think. He broke the. He was breaking the law. We're gonna have to turn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to turn him in. Wait, 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 wait. Bring him to my house. He broke, he was planning to break the law and injure people. Probably, uh, you know what? He should be going to the cops. Bring not... him to my house. Why should I do that? <laughs> because he and my father are in cahoots and I have some questions for him. I look over at, at Sentinel. It's Hex. He wants, he wants to talk to this guy and interrogate him. I bet you too. I bet you do too. We'll do that before we turn him over to the authorities. Yeah, you talk to him, then we turn him over to the, then we turn him over to the police, right? If what I think is correct, yes. All right, if all not, right. he might end up being able to help us. You're not going to sweet talk your ex back in your good graces. Trust me, I know that. That doesn't happen. Considering he's the one that broke <laughs> off the relationship, probably not. I reach in my pocket, pull up my my handcuffs. Uh, yeah, he'll be. The, I'm going to handcuff him, and then we'll bring him there. Um, just so you know, I mean, you know, Jason, that uh, if you were to cuff this guy and then bring him to some some individual, some like secluded location uh, in the eyes of the law, that could be construed as kidnapping. Kidnapping? Yeah, I'm sitting there going. You're already kind of not on the best side of the law. Uh, <sighs> yeah, some but of always, them. You know what? No, you come here. I can't leave. To be clear, like when when Delilah uh, changed her f- expression, like it was like he, whatever influence he had over her, like went away. Oh, I'm not taking that chance. Yeah. Well, there's that, right? There's that. Just so you know, I'm not I'm not asking you to change anything. I swear to God, if you take him directly to the cops without checking with <laughs> me first, I will smack you in the jaw. I don't have a vehicle. There's an empty <laughs> van above you. Somebody on the third floor of the building straight in front of you is like opens the window and goes, hey, you down there, shut up. Oh, yeah. So I go to the van, which is what? Oh, vehicle robbery. All right. So you're arguing. What? What's while they're arguing? I'm going to start rummaging through this guy's brain and see what what he was planning and get whatever details I can out of him. Uh, sure. Right. Um, I think it's fairly easy since he's out. So just uh, just give me a. Better than mediocre. <laughs> okay. I think I can be clever for this. There's her careful. Carefully sift through his brain. Just. That's average. If I uh, 
If I can get more, I'll spend a fate point. Uh, I, I don't think so. What you get is uh, kind of a uh, jumbled mess of the impressions and scenes where there's a lot of like resentment wrapped up in technical work and and honing um, various you know psychic techniques. And uh, there's uh, you see the the face that we've seen before uh, several times in in um, uh, settings uh, in some sort of like uh, maybe underground cistern type setting. You see uh, Doctor Phobos uh, and him conversing, and uh, they're working on uh, this you know pulse thing. And you see other bits of technology um, you know arrayed around that's clearly either given to them or uh, pilfered from um, from the enemy so to speak you don't get a sense of like uh you don't get a sense of like have this guy having a good grip on what the big picture is other than like an an intense kind of fear and anger wrapped up in one but you do see like maybe hastily uh that there's some kind of blueprint or plan in one of these scenes where he's conversing with um dr phobos for some sort of other device uh and they're clearly like uh uh, lacking funds, they need certain um, certain uh, instruments and and components, and uh, they need money for those. So they've been they've been kind of staging these uh, basilisk type um, hits to secure funds. Relay this to the biker, and since I now have a sense of where they were working, if we would plan to go there, whether we do that in this session or maybe that's a future. Yeah, that'd be a future thing. Yeah. We're still, I'm still arguing. I hear that. Okay. They were planning to build something. I put the phone to my chest. Did it look like, um, pretty boy here was, uh, a willing, uh, co-conspirator? I think that was, like, I got that sense from him. Yeah. I go, yeah, you're not going to turn him. He, he's wholeheartedly with your, with your dad. Didn't say I was trying to turn him. You said get him to work for us. I said if we get him to work for us, I didn't say he would necessarily do so willingly. Because these are so, not the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you would add in coercion, and uh, I, you know, I think they still it's on the law called slavery to all the crimes. That'd be great. I, I, I don't know less than they had a slavery trial around here. Come on, uh, he broke the law. You could talk to him. You could talk to him, and you can tell him that you're an ex. You know, in your real life, you're an ex. Right? You could probably convince someone to let you in and talk to him in, in, in prison. I suppose. If yeah. I could leave. I'll get there when I can. Because we're going to be, because then after this, I'm calling the cops. I think that's a good, like, uh, yeah. closing of the, that particular scene. Just a quick little thing that I kind of forgot to uh, uh, ask. <laughs> What's Hex's super cool uh, street look uh, when he's when he's night terror, what's your quote unquote costume? Okay, that would have well, been part of the <laughs> the comic all throughout, right? Yeah, it would have been. Um, he has uh, uh, this um, what's it called? It's a cat suit, right? The the skin tight thing. Mm-hmm. That's a cat suit. Yeah, that was called. Okay, he has a black cat suit. Uh, he wears a skull mask. <laughs> okay. He do- he does have a hood. But everything that he's wearing is black, and he has uh, skull gloves as well. So it's it's kind of low low budget, low tech, but you know, right. gets the point across. I like it because in the first uh, issue, if you will, we had uh, uh, one of these um, 
misspent youths, uh, if you will, who had a black hoodie on and a, and a, and a cheap like Halloween skull mask. <laughs> was he pretending <laughs> to be me? Maybe he was vaguely copycatting you in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> He I was mean, trying uh, to put put the fear into the into the mayor. The uh, only person here who has a tailor who can make him make his outfits is Ace. The rest of us right. are all homegrown. <laughs> well, yeah, I got enough money to buy what I need, though. Well, I'd argue that the Sentinel probably has a little budget behind or technology. I don't know. Anywho, um, I think the final little like series of panels is mm-hmm. um, that uh, kind of uh, underground cistern type look uh, mm-hmm. and this. Uh, uh, Dr. Phobos type lighting and we see him kind of from the back talking into some device that's like uh, lighting up his face. Yes, I'm working on getting you the money. Don't worry. It'll be done very soon. As soon as I can secure the parts. I can show you that we can be useful. Yes. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. Tomorrow then. And then we can see him, you know, turn it off and then, you know, his kind of shoulders slump a bit and uh he walks over uh to this uh like big blocky thing uh under a tarp and he pulls off the tarp and we can see his perspective and in kind of indistinct in the foreground we can see like he's looking up at some big huge metal thing uh like is it a vehicle is it a suit is it a robot like we don't know but it's probably really cool mm-hmm. uh and bad news seriously bad news and that's the final like panel did you enjoy that element ari did you did you think i was doing justice to kind of the stuff you were bringing in yeah i do i'd like to see um just just a bit uh more of him and his dad because i think the dynamic is interesting <laughs> and i think there is a point is a point when he's just going to say, you know, screw it and throw up his hands and join the other side. Yes, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, obviously on the on the t- thinking about the session, like obviously last minute kind of thing. Uh, uh, so I, I, yeah, I'm really not super, you know, sister mastery is very low down, low, not low down, but low on the. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit away from that, but I hope uh, it came together pretty well anyway. Oh, yeah. I do try to source <laughs> expertise, outsource expertise to you guys. So, uh, Any particular I, thing that you in, really enjoyed or really thought didn't work? Nope. Neither. We, we definitely have to get better no, neither? at it. <laughs> like, I oh, mean, no. it's kind of... I'm not really used to this system yet, so... And uh, and we definitely gotta get better at doing our, our our scene aspects. Yeah, that's the bane of my life. I just don't think. No, that's the bane of all our lives in this in this game. We always tend to forget. Oh, there are scene aspects. Unless you really pre plan pre plan it, uh, people tend to forget. You know, to put the scene aspects in. When we're doing this on the fly, we you know sometimes we don't know. Wait, is this uh, going to be a conflict scene here where we might want to put aspects or not? When we get into it, maybe then we have to start describing the aspects then once it becomes a conflict. Or if somebody starts describing something they're doing, maybe, well, hey, there's an aspect of the scene that should be part of that and put it out there. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you Uh, for today. Glad we got to game or play something at least. Yep, thank you guys. 
Bye. See you guys. Oh, hello. I have a giant moth friend visiting. And uh, two small Asian women, and they'll help you out. <laughs> oh, Sura! You right, ready? lad, that's a tripwire. Right, John, yeah, butt out. Scottish. All right. Please, he's not Scottish, Australian, or whatever accent you were trying to do. <laughs> She's a beaut! <laughs> Now I'm going to imagine Steve Irving as as a supervillain in your head. Well, there were, you could store phone numbers, like about 12 or 16, probably 16 or something like that, and then you could just call them up by number. But, yeah, the process of adding numbers was always... We don't care, John. <laughs> and it's just Jason sitting there with the guy, tied, you know, handcuffed. This and is he's not tied. in the comics, so we're not even going to touch on it. Nobody likes to be called on their idiot wankery. Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?